Welcome back to the Committed Youth Podcast. Yes, this is still the podcast of the High School Student Ministry of Calvary La Habra in La Habra, California. I'm Kevin Melgar, back here again to host this episode. Now, Brandon Garcia is not joining me today. Hopefully, we'll have him back on the podcast soon. But I do have another returning uh, co-host today, Kayla Cook. How's it going, Kayla? Doing well. How are you? Good, good. And uh, the other youth leader I have joining me today is a relative newcomer to our youth group and is also newly engaged. It's Matthew Herrera. How's it going, Matt? It's going good. I'm the new Brandon. Yeah. (laughs) I've been thinking a lot about my podcast voice, and I was wondering if I should do my Chick-fil-A voice so it's like less nasally. Yeah. (laughs) It's a great day here at Chick-fil-A. Maybe that'll be clear. If it works for the drive-thru, I think it'll work for the podcast. (laughs) So usually we have our high school students here on the podcast to join in on our discussions. But since today's discussion is all about life after high school, we brought in some students who have had the opportunity to live a little bit of that post-high school life. So today here with us, we have someone younger than me that has probably been on more youth retreats than I have. (laughs) It's Nathan Vallejo. What's up? (laughs) (laughs) And also joining us is another one of our graduated students who has had the chance to do a bit of world traveling since graduating from our youth group, Sofia De La Cueva. How are you doing, Sofia? I'm doing good. Thank you. So why don't you guys quickly tell uh, everybody who's listening in a bit about what you've been doing since you graduated high school. Let's start with you, Sophia. What have you been up to? Well, I graduated high school two years ago. So then right after high school, I went to Bible college and I just graduated Bible college this past semester. And now I'm going to be working. I got a job at Coffee Bean. So that's what... I'm going to be doing now. We'll stop by and say hi. (laughs) Which one? Yeah, do we get a discount? (laughs) (laughs) Come on by. (laughs) All right. And Nate, what have you been up to since graduating? Um, Lots of school, lots of training, um, and working. Especially right now, lots of working with this whole quarantine thing. Yeah. Yeah, I mean, pretty simple. So you've been at Biola, right? Biola University? Correct. Yeah. Cool, cool. And you've been also helping out with the, what what team is it, track and field, uh, cross country? Yeah, so both, because I'm a distance runner, so I'll run cross country in um, the fall. In spring, I'll be on the um, track team running distance events. Awesome. Very cool. So... Since, Nate, uh, you're at Biola University, and Sophia has just graduated from the Calvary Chapel Bible College, I wanted to kind of test your knowledge about your respective schools. Oh, gosh. (laughs) So we're going to do a quick icebreaker game. (laughs) Uh, And this game is what I'm calling Biola or Bible College. So the way this is going to work is that I'll ask you a question, and I'll have you tell me what you think the correct answer is, and you'll either have to answer Biola or Bible College. So we'll alternate between Nate and Sophia, uh, starting with Nate. So you can't Google any of these questions, but you can ask each other for help (laughs) if you would like some help. So are you ready, Nate? All right, yeah, let's do it. I'm about to embarrass myself. (laughs) Okay. (laughs) 
Hey, no embarrassment here. These are all random facts, so uh, definitely no worries. All right, so Nate, which has the older campus, Biola or Bible College? Um, I'm gonna have to go with Biola because that's 1905. I'm not sure what Marietta is, but I think it's relatively newer. Um, as wasn't it started by Chuck Smith, and I don't think he was born in 1905. So <laughs> I'm gonna go with Biola. Okay. So I I am very impressed with your knowledge of when Biola was founded. You said 1905. Yeah, that is 100 yeah. correct. <laughs> So, Biola is located in La Mirada, California right now, the beautiful city of La Mirada, California, uh, like five minutes away from my house. So, 1959 was when Biola moved to La Mirada. But the Bible College campus, the Bible College didn't move to that campus until 1996. So, uh, yeah. So, Nate, no one can fault you for not knowing your Biola facts, because you definitely know a lot. (laughs) So, Sophia, which campus is larger, Biola or Bible College? Biola, I think. (laughs) Pretty sure. All right, so you're 100% sure that Biola is the bigger campus between Biola or Bible College? Yeah, I think so. Okay. (laughs) You have a pretty good reason to be confident. Uh, Biola is actually more than double the size of Calvary Chapel Bible College. CCBC has a campus size of 47 acres, and the Biola campus is actually 95 acres, which is pretty crazy. (laughs) I obviously haven't seen all of Biola because I've been to both campuses, and for some reason, Marietta has always felt bigger to me. But yeah, (laughs) apparently I've only visited a very small area of the campus. (laughs) So Nate... Which college did Scott Derrickson, who directed Marvel's Doctor Strange movie, graduate from? Biola or Bible College? Oh, gosh. Um, I'm going to go with probably Biola again, just because I know there's a lot of famous people that came out of that. So, I'm hoping he's one of them. <laughs> <laughs> and you are correct. That's sick. (laughs) (laughs) He did graduate from Biola in 1990. So, Biola alum, Sophia. Yes. Where did Pastor John Corson graduate from? Biola or Bible College? Um, not 100% sure, but I kind of want to go with Biola. No, okay, I'm going to do Bible College. (laughs) I'm just going to say Bible College. Even though I think I'm wrong. (laughs) So John Corson, uh, who has been associated with the Calvary Chapel movement, actually graduated from Biola. Biola. Uh, So you you had a good gut feeling, but uh, John Corson graduated from Biola, and I don't think he ever went to Calvary Chapel Bible College, uh, but he was mentored by Chuck Smith, so I think that counts. Makes him (laughs) officially Calvary Chapel. Same thing. (laughs) Yeah, exactly. I mean, the amount of Chuck Smith messages that you guys listen to in Bible college, it's, oh it's probably gosh, the same yeah. thing. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> All right, Nate, final question. Which school did music artist Jeremy Camp graduate from? Biola or Bible college? Oh, I just saw the movie. And you forgot? <laughs> it was Bible college. I remember. <laughs> I remember now. I, okay, I, it was like a chick flick, so I wasn't really paying attention that much. <laughs> it was not a chick flick. <laughs> 
he went to Bible college. Remember, he like first day on campus, he's like, okay, they made it look like it was like a, I like, know, like a five star like resort, a huge university. <laughs> yeah, I was like, that's not by the beach. Yeah, by yeah. the beach. <laughs> and it's not. <laughs> now you can watch it and be like, no way. That is that is way more than forty seven acres. That can't possibly be. Bible College. <laughs> so that's that's at least ninety five. That look that's Biola size campus on that movie. Uh, so you are saying that Jeremy Camp graduated from Bible College. You are locking that in, and yes, that is correct. Jeremy Camp went to Bible College. I watched like the last thirty minutes of I Still Believe, and that was pretty amazing. Uh, I walked into the room a little late. And the last part wasn't a chick flick, but yeah, the beginning was a little bit of one. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> That's when you tune out. All right. So, both Biola and Bible College, you guys are in pretty good company being at those schools, obviously, with these people that have gone there. Now, I know many people out there may not be ending up going to a Christian college, uh, but, you know, I believe that Kayla, Matt, and I all went to secular or non-Christian colleges at some point in our educational uh, careers. Journey. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Career is probably more accurate. <laughs> I'm still going there. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> FJC, baby, one semester. Yeah. <laughs> so if you guys uh, are out there and you end up at one of those, you know, secular universities, you know, three of us. We survived. We survived. <laughs> you know, we're, we're about on the same level as Jeremy Camp and John Corson and Scott Derrickson, right? Absolutely. <laughs> uh, so Nate and Sophia, I wanted to get into kind of the main portion of our discussion now and ask you guys, you know, as you've had these post high school experiences, being out of our youth group, being more involved in, you know, different experiences with with the schools that you're going to, what have you enjoyed the most about your life after high school? I guess there's just a little bit more of like a freedom aspect to it. Like, I kind of just go to school and it's kind of like, you know, not having parents telling me what to do. And there's a little bit more of a freedom and it's kind of like, not like I have to ask, like, hey, can I just go do this with my friends or do that? You know, it's just, um, and I mean, I did have a little bit of that before too, even in high school, but it just feels like once you get to college, even more of the strings are um, like unattached. I guess I, yeah, especially in like my first semester, I enjoyed that, but um, it did bring in some issues where I had to like balance out time for homework and time for other things because I would just like sometimes stay up super late and it wasn't the greatest thing for training or even just like the next day I'd be like falling asleep in class. So yeah, <laughs> learning a little bit of a learning experience. Yeah, I remember uh, one time when I got a text from you. And it was probably, I forget what time in the morning it was. And then you were like, oh man, I'm so sorry. I, you know, I slept in a little, I might be a little bit late for practice. And then I was like, dude, oh. what is going on? And it was because your coach was also named Kevin, I think. Oh, yeah. Was that it? <laughs> yeah, my assistant coach last year, is, his name was Kevin. <laughs> <laughs> it's funny though, that night, I actually, that was the opening night for the Lakers. And I was with a couple friends and just hanging out and I'd actually went to bed at like 10 but I was suffering like wasn't being I wasn't able to sleep very well for like a week and it just <laughs> caught up to me and once I knocked out that night like I knocked out and I'm slept in like practice starts at 7 I was still in bed at 7 30 and then you yeah, texted got, the wrong Kevin <laughs> yeah <laughs> 
I got in trouble. <laughs> it's like the beginning of a bad comedy movie. I know. <laughs> so Nate is saying, you know, freedom is one thing that he's definitely enjoyed after high school. But like you said, right, it's it's a it's a balance because you don't have the same structure that you had before as far as parents telling you what to do all the time. Or I know, Sophia, you've not only been to a university or a college, but you've also had the opportunity to live in a dorm away from your parents. Have you enjoyed that freedom? And you know what else have you enjoyed from your time uh, after graduating high school? Yeah, I've definitely enjoyed, like I would have said that like freedom as well, but honestly going to Bible college and having that freedom like first semester I was like yeah you know I'm gonna be on my own I'm like gonna thrive and all of this stuff and like literally a month in I'm calling my mom I'm like I want to come home (laughs) but like (laughs) it was it was challenging um especially like living with a, a dorm full of girls and just like being at bible college and obviously there's a lot of spiritual warfare there so it was really really challenging but I enjoyed being able to grow automatically and that like kind of right after high school I went into Bible college so I enjoyed being like not just taking that time and doing whatever but like kind of getting pushed into starting like responsibilities and like going to school and all of this stuff and like living away and I I definitely learned a lot but I think I would have said yeah that freedom it's a pretty cool thing right you know it's it's definitely a different experience even more so when you're when you're out of the house completely. Along with the things that are good, there also come, you know, big changes in, in terms of, you know, friendships, uh, family relationships. What are some of the big changes that you guys have experienced beyond, you know, just that, that freedom? What are some other things that have changed for you guys? Probably just, like, friendships have changed a lot. Um, definitely, like, life in high school, I kind of realize is, like, not... Like, it's reality, but it's not, <laughs> in a sense. You get pushed into, like, the world and, and like, responsibilities and, like, people change. Um, they go their own ways and stuff. And I think, for me, honestly, change is hard <laughs> to deal with because <laughs> I'm just so used to, like, having a routine sometimes. And, but it's been, it was, it's been hard to, like, in, in the beginning, at least, to receive that change and just friendships and then school dynamics and myself, like changing myself too. There's just so many different things that come. (laughs) Yeah, it's kind of hard to keep track of it all. There's not just one thing that changes all of a sudden. It's like now all the responsibility kind of gets shifted onto you. So it's like, (laughs) it's like now I have to keep track of not only, you know, my classes when I'm taking them, but I also have to think about, you know, what classes am I taking next semester and Mm -hmm. all that fun stuff. Dentist appointments. (laughs) Yeah, (laughs) it's like, yeah, now I have to schedule out my own life, which before it might have been scheduled out for me for a lot of things. So Nate, what about you? What are some big changes that you've experienced? I think it would probably be just like, yeah, like the schedule change. So I've had two jobs now taking about 17 units a semester and running um, a sport as well. I um, had to structure like kind of like the rest of my life around that um, and kind of just had to um, like make sacrifices here or there, like going out with um, friends, having fun. And it's just like, sometimes like I had to just stay home and 
kind of sleep and get my rest to let my body recover. That was probably the biggest change, but also like even just with all of the homework and the work, um, trying to balance out, it was like, I had to make sure like I was really, um, taking in what I could at church and in my devotion life on my own, because like a lot of times I couldn't make a Wednesday because I'd have to be studying or I'd have to be working or do other things. And so I was just like, it was kind of like I had to take more advantage of the times that I got with the Lord because it was like, um, I wasn't as free as I was in high school to just kind of make up my own schedule as I go, you know? So those are probably some of the biggest things. Yeah. If you guys are listening and you are in high school now and you think, you know, it's hard for me to find time to spend with the Lord, it's probably going to get harder as you exit high school and start taking on a lot of these responsibilities. And responsibility and freedom are kind of a two-sided coin, right? The more freedom you get, the more responsibilities you have at the same time. So it's, uh, you know, it's a good thing. And it's a, it's also something that kind of puts a little bit more weight on your shoulders. But that's part of getting older. And that's part of life after high school. And hopefully, you know, as we're here talking about this, it's, it's getting your guys' gears turning who are listening in. Uh, but Kayla or Matt, do you guys have anything to add in regards to, you know, maybe something that you guys enjoyed, maybe that wasn't mentioned or something you guys agree with, or even some of the changes that you guys experienced, you know, once you graduated high school? The only thing I could think about is just like changes right now. <laughs> I mean, I'm still kind of fresh out of high school. Like it hasn't been too long. I'm still in college. I'm finishing this summer. But even like I still want to go to my mom, even though I know I can't. Uh, I'll be like, what do I pay for mom? And she's like, I don't know, figure it out. <laughs> so like, I still want to turn to my mom, which is kind of funny, um, considering that I'm getting married soon. So uh, <laughs> she won't always be there for you. So that's something to be aware of. <laughs> that's a challenge that'll be coming your way. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. It's like your parents love you and they're definitely there to help you out. But, you know, at some point, you also have to start making decisions on your own, taking responsibility for those decisions. And it's hard. It's hard. Mm -hmm. uh, Kayla, what about you? <laughs> well, I've always struggled probably my whole life with time management, which I know no one can relate to. <laughs> Absolutely not. <laughs> yeah, not at all. <laughs> no. But um, when I was in high school, my mom would wake me up and be like, okay, come on, you got to go. Even if I didn't want to wake up, she like made sure that I was awake, you know, because <laughs> I had to go to class. Yeah, like be up and dressed and whatever. And then all of a sudden when college hits, it's like there's no one <laughs> getting you out of bed for your class. So if you miss it, you miss it. And then that's it. And, and thankfully that never happened to me. One time I was sick. And again, like Matt was saying, I wanted to call my mom. I lived in San Diego and I was like, mom, I'm throwing up. I'm sick. And she's like, well, do your roommates around? <laughs> like someone can help you there. One semester I had way too much going on. And I think I was pretty much nocturnal at that point. And <laughs> So that after that semester, I was like, okay, you can't live like this. You have to like cut something out. Just determining, you know, priorities. That was a super fun and not fun, horrific experience for me, <laughs> but it was effective and I learned what needed to be learned. And, and then of course, like prioritizing your walk with the Lord, because that, you know, was shoved to the back real quick when all the other stuff was, um, 
popping up and people demanding attention and school demanding attention and then your body demanding attention when you need sleep. And so, yeah, the Lord doesn't demand attention. So you have to like give it to him, you know? So that was a hard lesson to learn, but effective. Yeah. And it's funny because, you know, as we talk about this, I'm sure there are kind of two camps of people listening. And then one of them hears all of the benefits and all of the freedom. They're like, oh my gosh, that sounds so amazing. I can't wait to graduate high school. And there's probably another camp of people listening that are like, I want to stay in high school forever now. <laughs> it's all that sounds terrible. <laughs> and, you know, I would assure people who are listening in, if you're, if you're feeling like that, you know, like I said, responsibility and freedom are a two-sided coin. And it's a good thing, right? That's how God designed it to be. And, you know, as you gain more responsibilities, you need to be able to balance that out. You were talking, uh, Kayla, and and Nathan kind of hit on it too, about how this affects your spiritual walk. So I want to ask Sophia, in terms of your spiritual walk, I know people might think that you're in Bible college, right? So the spiritual stuff must just be super, super easy, and you probably never have any challenges. But (laughs) I am 100% certain that that is not exactly the case. Mm -hmm. So what have been some challenges in continuing or growing your spiritual walk that you've even encountered, uh, you know, as you've been you know, even in Bible college, but still on your own and, and away from the youth group and away from your, your family and your parents and even the structure that you had there? Yeah, um, I think it is very often, like, assumed that you go to Bible college, you know, it's going to be easy. But because you're going to Bible college, it's going to be hard because that's where the enemy is going to come and attack because people want to go there to grow in their relationship with the Lord. And, um, my first semester, like it was hard to like have that routine that I used to have at home with my devotional time and not replace that with chapels or not replace that with homework. That was, was Bible homework, (laughs) but you know, your, your devotion time is just so much more different. And it really had me like set my priorities straight and to really like focus on my own relationship with the Lord, not just use my other other excuses of like homework or chapel. I think I definitely came into Bible college with kind of a mindset of like, yeah, like I'll be fine. I'm coming from like youth group and all of this stuff, but it's just such a different world in a sense. Like I didn't realize it. Going into Bible college, like there's people that aren't even saved going there. There's all sorts of different kinds of people and you have to, I think one thing I learned was um, being firm on what I believe and not letting other people come in and say something just because they're at Bible college, they must know everything. <laughs> like, no, but standing firm, I guess, on what, what I believe in the Lord. Yeah, and that, that's such good insight. I think that, you know, even at Bible college, there's still the work that needs to be put in personally in your relationship. And I think it's kind of the same thing that a lot of people maybe come up against in regards to being in high school and being in, in the youth group as well. You can be there every Sunday and you can be there every Wednesday and you can be super involved. But ultimately, you know, your involvement in the church doesn't necessarily translate into a personal walk with the Lord if you personally aren't investing in that. So it is really important that you're making time for the Lord on your own. And that's going to be what carries you through. I love that you were able to to see that. There are a lot of different perspectives, a lot of different types of people coming to Bible college. So if anybody's listening in and thinking, well, I'm just going to go to Bible college and it's going to be a breeze. Um, hopefully you do learn and you do grow through all of your classes, but it's definitely not going to be a walk in the park. Yeah. There's still going to be things that you come up against. Nate, what about you? 
So to go to Biola, you're supposed to be a Christian. You go into the school thinking, okay, everyone is Christian, everyone's saved. And um, a lot of times, me personally, I assume basically everyone's kind of on the same level um, in their walks. And I know that was a huge like mistake my first semester. I can't, I can't remember one day I didn't go to school, a Christian school, supposed to be a Christian environment where I didn't hear someone just like cussing up a storm or talking about, you know, stuff they shouldn't be talking about. And even like um, on my team, there are things that happen and, um, you know, with a group of 20 guys, not every guy is solid. And so like, that was kind of like a little bit of an eye opener. But um, one thing my dad was talking to me about is he's like, look, you're with five freshman guys that join the team. And he's like, you should kind of establish something like kind of spiritual with them. I just kind of was like, no, no, kind of like, I don't, I don't really want to do that right now. And just kind of pushing it off. Um, mostly because I didn't want to invest the time into it. I just was kind of pushing it off and kind of didn't put any emphasis on God and kind of the relationships that I formed at school. So I started to realize like a lot of my friendships, there wasn't anything deep. It was just kind of like, hey man, I just hang out with some people that I have things in common with and I don't really ask about their personal life. They don't really ask about mine and it doesn't really get anywhere. It's kind of just like, I just had all these shallow relationships and um, it had kind of weighed on my heart, kind of convicted me a little bit, but I was pushing it off, pushing it off. And then quarantine hit and I was like, well, what better time than to just like start going through a book with someone, you know, cause it's like, I'm not really doing that much here. I would just wake up, work out, do homework, work out again, do more homework. <laughs> that, that was my life. <laughs> Or actually, it was really enjoyable, but just for like a couple months. What are you talking? That sounds terrible. That's way too much working out. Yeah. Too much homework. Nah, bro. I loved it. I mean, besides the homework part, I mean, I just loved working out. Yeah. So um, just kind of took on that, that challenge and hit up a couple guys on my team and um, just was like, hey, was thinking about going through this book, you know, they kind of agreed and they all thought it was a good idea. And so we've kind of just been going through, I think the same book that my dad's going through with the, the interns right now, but uh, called Finishing Strong. And we've been kind of discussing it weekly over FaceTime. And it's honestly been going great, just really convicting and kind of challenges us all to not only put emphasis on, um, on God in our own lives, but it also challenges us to kind of create that environment more with our team, just building that accountability with, with everyone and just kind of putting the focus back on God. Yeah. Accountability is huge, right? We talk about that a lot, you know, in our youth group and throughout high school, and it, it gains another level of importance when you're out of high school and um, maybe you're not in contact with the same group of people that you were before. Like you were saying, Nate, right? Even at a, at a Christian university, you know, not everybody might be at the same place in their walks. And it's good to take that initiative and good to start forming those relationships where you can where you can talk about those things and, and kind of encourage and spur each other on in growing in your walk with the Lord. Definitely accountability is huge. Ecclesiastes chapter four uh, verse nine says, Two are better than one because they have a good reward for their toil. For if they fall, one will lift up his fellow. But woe to him who is alone when he falls and has not another to lift him up. 
when you're walking through life alone, that's when you're the most vulnerable. And maybe you have friends, but like Nate was saying, right, how deep spiritually do those friendships go? Uh, Because ultimately, if you have shallow relationships, those relationships won't carry you through the deep waters, right? Through all of the the crazy stuff you're going to go through in life. Um, and ultimately, when you do have those times that are difficult, when one of you might stumble or one of you might fall, then like it says right here in Ecclesiastes chapter 4, right, the other one um, is able to, to step in and aid and help. Um, but that's never going to happen if you're not establishing those relationships. Uh, you're going to encounter a lot of people um, that also may not be at the same spiritual level, but just in general may not be uh, have faith at all. And you're going to need a lot of patience for people like that. Um, at, at times keep on getting crazier and crazier and the world gets crazier and crazier. So uh, James 1, James chapter 1, verse 2 through 4, it talks about um, to find joy in all the trials that you encounter because this produces patience. So you're going to need a lot of patience. And when trials come your way that you don't see coming, um, make sure that you're continuing to go back to the word um, we always try to drill this into every youth that comes in high school, but um, I think it's the most important foundation you have when you go into the world because there's no way to prepare for it other than staying in the Word. Yeah, I think that something that's really cool about right when you graduate is that, I mean, it's like you're, you've been saying, it's a double-edged sword, but you have this unique opportunity to kind of figure out what your relationship with the Lord is going to look like for the rest of your life. Because up until that point you have, I mean, if you're, you know, connected at, at with your youth group or at church or your family's always pouring into you spiritually, then it doesn't take much effort on your part to kind of cultivate and grow a relationship with the Lord. But once you graduate, it's all on you. So it's like, no one's going to tell you to read your Bible in the morning. No one's going to, you know, tell you to pray. And so, um, there's a challenge in that. And for me personally, like I struggled, um, with reaching out to connect to people because I like being alone and I enjoy solitude. And so, um, one of the things the Lord's been teaching me over the last, whatever many years of being out of high school is, um, Proverbs 18, one says a man or a woman who isolates themselves, seeks their own desire and rages against all wise counsel. And so for me, I'm like, okay, don't isolate yourself reach out, look for community. I had a kind of a weird experience because I was really connected at church. And then I moved away for three years to San Diego, briefly came back, didn't really get connected and then moved to Ireland for a year. And then when I moved back, I wanted to get connected, but I had essentially been out of that community for five years. So I had like no friends left as far as like spiritual quality friends. Like the friends I had, it was kind of what, what Nate was saying. You have common ground with them on things that you both enjoy or whatever it is that connects you. But if it's not the Lord, then that stuff fades away. And so I just remember years ago when I came back, when I moved back from Ireland, I prayed and asked the Lord to give me friends that were going to pour into me spiritually and that we're going to point me to his word and like would pray with me and encourage me and uh, bring accountability. And he was totally faithful with that. And I think that that comes with maturity as well, because I wouldn't have asked that at 18 coming out of high school. But, you know, at 25, I was like, 
okay, Lord, <laughs> I need your help. And it's weird because you don't really think to ask the Lord to bring those friends around you that are going to shore you up and, and stabilize you in times of trouble. But, um, he's faithful to do that. You know, when we ask anything according to his will, then he wants to give it to us. Yeah. So I know we've talked a lot about ways to kind of get through the challenges, but I wanted to ask you guys, Nate and Sophia, what's some advice specifically that you would give to students who are still in high school? How can they take advantage of their high school years? To be involved in everything and anything, honestly. I, I'm i like, I didn't think I realized like how blessed the like the youth is at our church and how much like how good they have it because <laughs> like because <laughs> going to bible college and like we like bella and i would always talk to like our friends about like our youth camps like yeah we'd go to like we went to tahoe we would go at water rafting we'd do discipleships and like all these different things and they'd be like what <laughs> like you guys did all that and we're like yeah <laughs> you know but like i i definitely think it's easy to just kind of bypass everything and just push those like trips and discipleships aside but even like the little things is what can like help you grow and even just like the little things of growing your character on how you are with people you know at like a camp sleeping in the same tent with someone that's completely different you than you is gonna help you in the like (laughs) in the future and even (laughs) after high school if you have to go to a dorm and um, just the little things of just not like being so selfish. Cause I know for me, there was many times where it was like, I don't, I just don't want to. <laughs> and there was like no reason, but now I see like why all the leaders have like always pushed us to just be involved in, because I mean, they know <laughs> like you, whenever like Jay would always be like, yeah, like I know, like I, you guys don't know because you guys have never experienced it, but like we know. <laughs> and now I'm like, wow, I sh- should have listened a lot more <laughs> in those <laughs> aspects. But I don't know, just and also just to like really listen to the leader's advice because they know what they're talking about, like, and they've gone through it. They have wisdom <laughs> and, um, to actually pay attention because <laughs> it'll help, I guess. I don't know, but. Uh, so what about you, Nate? What would you say is a way that students can really take advantage of their high school years um, while they're still kind of around the youth group? Um, I think a couple things. Um, yeah, definitely what Sophia said, um, getting involved, um, taking advantage of like every opportunity. I know for me, like, I see all the camps and stuff that like this last year that this is the first year I haven't been able to go. And cause like as a little kid, I'd always go not as a camper, but just like, you know, just cause my parents were, um, were going and like, they'd have to take <laughs> me, but now it's like at work, I have other responsibilities, but yeah, it's like I had my first year missing out and like, that was a huge bummer. And especially seeing like the girls win their first, room hockey tournament was like, oh man, like seriously, like the one year I can't go. But I mean, yeah, like we like, especially our youth group, we do a lot of fun trips, a lot of, you know, my, my dad really wants, um, everyone to experience everything. And, um, from whitewater rafting to, you know, just camping and the lake and just all those different things. And like, he puts it all out there and it's kind of sad how a lot of kids kind of are scared 
to just, you know, try it. Honestly, when you get out of high school, it's like, those are the things you're looking back to. And it's like, man, we did all this fun stuff. And like, it's like, you want to go back and do it and you can't, you're, those are things you're going to look back on. And I was like, even sharing or with Kevin, we were doing, I was doing some videos with him. <laughs> of just like camp memories that I had just funny things that just popped into my head. And, and like, it was kind of sad, like realizing oh, I'm not going to experience this again. But at the same time, it was cool to have all those memories to recall or just even talk about with my friends and kind of like a once in a lifetime experience, like definitely take advantage of that. Um, another thing I think is what I hit on before is just accountability. A lot of people that know me know, like my closest friends are um, Garrett, Leo, Philip, And it's like those guys are guys that I've really built relationships with and spent time with. And we've spent time in the word, really personal, really open with each other. And it's like those friendships are are the ones that are going to last anytime I need help. Anytime one of these guys needs help, it's like we can call each other and always lean on each other. And it's like no one's afraid to text or call if, if they need anything. And it's it's kind of just it's really it's a really cool thing. And I think that's that's definitely something you want to establish in high school because it lasts. Yeah, and definitely I know we talked on our last episode of this podcast about just a bunch of memories. We had Haley and Aaron on here talking about their memories about retreats and how awesome that can be, you know, for those fun experiences that we get to do. I know Jay always goes all out in planning out these retreats and in everything that we're going to do. And even like we talked about last time, even when stuff doesn't go the way we planned, it still ends up being pretty great. So I think that, you know, definitely taking advantage of that because in addition to all the fun stuff we do, there's such a huge spiritual component on those trips. And it really is an awesome way to solidify um, your walk with the Lord to kind of take some time aside and and really focus on it. And hopefully that would be something that carries on uh, to the rest of not only your high school years, but even beyond high school, like you guys are talking about. And uh, Kayla and Matt, what do you guys think in regards to what uh, Nate and Sophia have said, but also if there's anything you guys want to add? I think, yes, uh, it's good to have people who you're close with for that accountability factor. People now especially should always be open to constructive criticism if somebody's calling you out on something in faith. Be open to it and not closed off to it. You could always be preparing for adulthood now. It doesn't have to start right when you go into college. Um, And that comes with just even taking responsibility for your own actions. There's something very admirable to that. I think that's some advice I'd give to the youth. Um, Yeah, I mean, in kind of what everyone's been saying, like take advantage of the things that your youth group offers Um, And I know that right now we're not doing too much because of coronavirus and all that, but um, we still have, you know, um, accountability. We still have discipleship. It's just happening over Zoom or it's happening in other ways. Uh, The other thing is, is that, Kevin, you touched on it earlier. You said, um, which I think is the, I think it's one of the enemy's tactics that he uses in making you think that you'll have time to do things later. And so you're like, oh, I'll just, you know, I'll have more time when I'm older. And I heard this advice in high school. I've given this advice and I'm like, nobody ever listens (laughs) that like, it's just going to get busier after high school. It doesn't get slower. It doesn't get easier. It gets harder and it gets faster and it just gets busier. And so to establish like good Bible reading habits, like devotional time in the morning, 
um, in the evening, whatever, if you're a night owl like me, I read in the evening. Also, um, something I wish I would have done more in high school was asked to pray for my friends. Like, Hey, what do you need prayer for? And cause sometimes we don't even think about it. Um, and we actually do need prayer, but we don't ask for prayer and we, we might want to pray for people, but we don't ask if they need prayer. And so, um, what I've started doing since I graduated, obviously, um, actually since I graduated college is that I have like a note on my phone of all the prayer requests. And then, um, I ask people like, how can I pray for you? And then, um, write it down and then the date usually. And then I'll put like when the Lord answers it, like how he answered it. And so I could just go through the last three years or whatever and see the way that the Lord has answered so many prayers for so many people and it's just incredible the way that he does answer even the smallest things that builds my faith. And I wish I would have done that in high school because I'm like, I know that that prayer was answered. I know someone had an issue. I know someone's mom was sick and I don't know. And you know, whatever. Um, and you just can't remember back. And so for me, it like looking through that, just seeing the Lord's faithfulness over the years, um, has really built my faith and other people's faith as well. Um, if I share that with them or whatever. Yeah. So establishing good reading habits and devotional habits, and then a good relationship with the Lord is communication. And so, um, talking to him as much as you can on a daily basis, that's kind of the best advice I could give. Invest now <laughs> while you can. Yeah. Because honestly, it, high school is just one big sprinting block for the rest of your life. If I can borrow a track and field analogy, <laughs> right? You're just, you're just getting ready to launch yourself into the rest of your life, right? Into the real world. And the better that you can kind of prepare yourself now, the better that you're going to be able to do after high school. And and from what I'm hearing from you guys, I'm loving it. Get involved in the youth group. Take advantage of all the opportunities that you have to grow and make sure you're keeping accountability. Make sure you are taking responsibility for your actions now. <laughs> make sure you're setting up good habits for being in the word and praying. And I would also say, you know, memorizing scripture. Take some yes. time to memorize scripture. It's so powerful. It can affect how you react when you're stressed out, how you react when you're tired, how you react to all these different situations in your life. So with that, I guess that does it for today's discussion. So thank you all of you guys for being on here. We are going to keep these discussions going here on this podcast and beyond. So if you guys listening have an idea for a podcast topic, or if you have any questions about what we talk about here, you can text any of us youth leaders if you have our numbers, or you can reach out to us on Instagram at Committed Youth. So from all of us on the podcast and all of us in Committed Youth, we are going to say God bless and goodbye. Bye, everybody. Bye. 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 <laughs> Bye. Should I pause the voice menu? Menu. <laughs> voice memo? <laughs> <laughs>